0: Good day, everyone. My name is Andrew Dialwis. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. Full details of our business management courses can be found in ultimateaccess.net. Good day to you all. And in today's session, we've got uh, Ashish Chatterjee with us. Welcome, Ashish. I would like you to introduce yourself and then we'll launch into this very interesting topic that is change in ecosystems and strategy
1: thank you anju so i am ashish chatjee i am currently cfo and chief business officer with reliance broadcast networks limited which is a media conglomerate out of india uh, we are into radio digital transformation audio streaming and those areas of media we were previously into tv broadcast as well i handle both the finance function as well as the business functions on the sales side.
0: I think this is a very interesting space you're in, Ashish, currently because everybody is quite consumed with media and different types of media that, especially during you know the period of 2020 and going into 2021, uh, of course, we all know we've had this pandemic going on currently. So I want to... I want your thoughts on as a business, we need to change uh, very rapidly. And this topic of the ecosystem and strategy, how does a business um, go through this area in a very rapid space?
1: Yes, Anju, I think a very interesting question, one of my favorites. And yes, disruption was always around the corner, even before pandemic. And I think pandemic has just accelerated it. And media, because it touches the consumer in all different areas, uh, seems to get exposed even faster. So I think people used to talk about the acronym VUCA. I think VUCA is something which has now become a little of a passe. I think what has now happened for next generation of businesses is a new acronym called BANI. B-A-N-I. And I think that really describes the vulnerability in which how the new ecosystem is evolving. So the B stands for brittleness, right? Because every business has become so brittle because it could be hit, hit with disruption from any corner. A stands for anxiety, because the uncertainty brings in that element of anxiety in every decision that we take. And we will never have enough data when we are taking that decision to go ahead. N stands for non-linearity. And that means that you know, it's, everything is not sequential anymore. You know, there are many zigzags to growth and finding a growth. So in, in fact, failure is something which has to be planned. You have to you know, fail fast, learn fast. It's no longer that failure is a taboo. Only organizations which can embrace failure can actually innovate. And incomprehensible demands, that's the I, which means the demands that will be there to look at how you capture value and how you uh, you know create value will keep evolving and new partnerships will be required. No company in individually will be able to create a slice of the market by trying to go out alone you know and there are you know models where even the bigger guys, whether it is a Facebook or whether it is a geo in India, will keep acquiring competencies and platforms or consumers in a way to kind of build that monopoly. You know, take for instance, Netflix. Netflix doesn't any longer define competition as any other OTT player or a content player. It defines sleep as the competition because it's finally trying to eat away that same 24 hours that all of us have, which is finite. So I think it's very dynamic times and it actually needs very dynamic leaders. To address this situation and each of these aspects whether it is brittleness anxiety non-linearity or incomprehensibility of the demands that happen require a completely different mindset to how we manage risk for instance brittleness needs capacity and resilience so we as finance managers now to look at i need to now look at what's the kind of capacity and resilience and automation we are building around our systems and processes that they can withstand you know, any kind of disruption. Think about it, people who were actually ready for work from home could actually come back faster. People who were directly connected to consumers and had data on that could actually come back faster. The ones who had not planned for this capacity or this resilience actually failed. Look, Let's look at anxiety. It means uncertainty will prevail in all walks of life and to just manage change, whether it is for your internal ecosystem or your external ecosystem, which is a customer, the empathy and mindfulness will play a very, very important part. Unless we are mindful of what the other person needs and what are his motivations, what are the jobs to be done, we will never be able to stitch together a a kind of an offering which is a win-win. Let's look at non-linearity. It means context and adaptability will play a very important part because things are not linear like we used to learn about in our textbooks a few years ago. You know, Competition or ecosystems or partnerships are very, very dynamic. It means we'll have to be principle-based. It will be emergent form of strategic planning and not long-range, fixed-range planning, which means context and adaptability will play a very, very important part let's look at incomprehensive demands that come from each of these ecosystems, which means transparency and intuition, creating cohesive in- working environment will play an important part to build that base you know, of trust. Because unless you have that trust, you will never be able to kind of take those risks that today's environment needs. Risk and you know, recklessness, there's a very thin definition between those two. And it it will be an odd thing for a finance person to be saying that in today's day and age, risk has to be embraced. But that doesn't mean recklessness has to be embraced. The difference between risk and recklessness is just that small one millimeter line which perhaps will only become clear on hindsight. And it's only through building those capacity and resilience, the empathy and mindfulness, the context and adaptivity, the transparency, trust, and intuition that one will be able to embrace that risk, which is actually the fuel for growth.
0: Thanks, Ashish. I think this is a brilliant model and I love the fact how you linked the traditional um, frameworks into a practical situation. I would like you to actually apply it into a person's life uh, for example now this bunny concept b-a-n-i concept you very well apply to a business but i think i would like to hear your thoughts around how can a finance professional apply it to their own career especially now how can they do that because That's the way that somebody can survive and thrive. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely well said, Anju. And in fact, you know, the kind of uh, models that we are born with, it's it's a time to change that, that we all will not be in one jobs. We'll all be doing multiple jobs or gigs. And one needs to start looking at multitasking, as I may call it, and networking, as I may call it, in a very different way. Because that brittleness, which I spoke about, as I said, capacity and resilience means, while you will be a T-shaped kind of an employee, where you may have vertical strengths in one domain, but you need to have a far wide degree of horizontal uh, domain knowledge. For instance, although I am a finance professional, I did go and pursue, you know, a detailed program with Kellogg's on digital transformation, which talks about machine learning and blockchain and independent to some of these new tech. So very rightly said, Aju, I think uh, Bani is something which has to be applied at the person and individual level as well. And each of these pieces, whether you look at the brittleness, requires a new age of mindset, a new level of confidence. Brittleness talks about capacity and resilience. The only way to look at capacity and resilience is to build your own confidence and competencies in areas much beyond the core finance. One has to start looking at a T-shaped profile or a T-shaped CV that you will create over your body of work. While you will be very strong in one vertical, you need to be equally strong in a large horizontal. Because the CXOs of tomorrow are not going to be techno experts. It will be experts managing experts in a cohesive environment. The, the general manager will evolve to be, be a, become an expert who will naturally manage his own core team, but also will be a cohesive glue across the ecosystem because everybody will be guided with one key objective of the company's success. And that company's success is so linked to so much of dynamic uh, risk happening all around you that the one, one risk or one solution cannot sit in silos you know, for us to be nimble-footed, to be able to attack. So the structures are going to change, which requires individuals to have that mindset that they need to, of course, follow or specialize in one area, but they need to network, they need to talk, they need to learn, they need to speak, they need to read about multiple more areas to be a more effective manager of the future. Similarly, empathy and mindfulness will only happen when you are able to understand the other person in their, in their own language, an accountant will have to be able to talk to the marketing guy and know his jargon. What is co- 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 customer cost of acquisition? What is the level of, uh, at which he would like to uh, look at his funnel to create that sales? Those ROI metrics that a marketing head also looks at when he looks at his marketing plan, will be something with the finance guy will also have to have empathy and mindfulness of. And context and adaptivity is the most complex area which one will have to kind of look into because competition, as I mentioned, is happening into multiple areas. It's not coming in a linear fashion. So one will have to look at partnerships to evolve on that. That means you will have to look at how A plus B can become bigger than that. The sum of parts can be bigger. So one has to look at not even vertical and horizontal partnerships, but look at completely out of ecosystem partnerships and start looking at multiple ways where things can deliver. Maybe you will work on 20 things and only one will deliver. But that's the only way to go about in the coming future.
0: I really like the concept of the partnerships that you mentioned. I think as uh, finance professionals across the world, this is something that we need to build on and uh, creating the networks with different finance professionals from different parts of the world, but also not limiting to the finance professionals, but others as well. I think uh, this is something that we need to build on as a skill set, as well as um, I think critical thinking becomes a very important aspect here. Am I correct, Ashish? Yes,
1: I think, you know, the, the world is largely talking about STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, maths and medicine. You know, you don't see an F over there, you know, and I think that the F will find a place on the table only when it tries to apply critical thinking and analytical thinking and starts becoming the glue to all these pieces, the essential, you know, fuel running or the blood running around in the body. And for that, uh, criticize, but not being a naysayer. You know, there are three types of people in any organization and and something which is uh, clearly prevalent within the finance ecosystem. There are people who will always be, you know, naysayers that this can't be done and This is too risky. You know, that mindset needs to kind of change. There will be some who will always be yes men or echo chambers. That can also be a a kind of a big problem. And there will be some who would possibly be need, always need micromanagement of details. Finally, one has to understand perfection is the enemy of progress. You will never have enough data and enough perfect knowledge to be able to decide And these three things sometimes come too naturally to finance people, to be a naysayer or to go for perfection or to be a yes man and try to accommodate things. All the three rules are incorrect. And as you mentioned, critical thinking and solution finding is the only way we can be true partners to business and be the blood within the veins. If we fail to do that, finance will lose its glory because everything will start becoming either robots or engineers or medicines. And that's, I think, what finance people need to realize. And it's their responsibility to change with times.
0: I also want to talk a little bit about something that you mentioned a few times in our session today. And that is about mindfulness. What does mindfulness mean to you? And how does one develop this one?
1: So um, mindfulness is basically being able to look at both the aspect of the situation. You know, having, you know, it has to come from the place of curiosity. It has to not come from a place of judgment. It has to come from that I would like to know more and there could be different ways of looking at the same situation. So you are a blank slate and you absorb everything and then analyze without being judgmental about it. So that allows you to do far more higher degree of critical thinking with without having any bias because there are always all kinds of biases that are at play whether conscious or subconsciousness. Mindfulness means you are always alert but at the same time not biased.
0: I want to apply that concept um, to a person as in... Uh, we are going through quite a bit of stressful situations wherever you may be in the world. So how can one apply mindfulness here? What are some of the tactics that one can apply? Any any ideas, any suggestions, Ashish?
1: Yeah, One of the key ways in which people talk about mindfulness is meditation. I think if once we close our eyes, take a deep breath and try to kind of clear our thoughts become a kind of a clean page it's only when we introspect inside will we be able to get rid of the conscious and subconscious biases that affect us and i think the starting point of mindfulness is trying to be empty and only at that state of being focused and empty alert and without bias will we become mindful both of our desires and motivations and also what the environment is telling us and be able to find a much more linear path to a solution.
0: This is a very, it sounds very easy, but trying to let go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. It's easier said than done. It's very difficult. People, there are so many models of meditation. There are so many models that people preach. It, it needs practice and it needs a kind of a discipline. But once you get into that rhythm of practice and discipline, it starts coming to you as a second nature. But you rightly mentioned that it is much easier said than done.
0: Yes, that's right. Letting go of anything is a most difficult thing. And at times, even when you're successful in business or in life, I guess you need to let go at one point and then reflect. I think that's a very, very difficult uh, thing to do.
1: Absolutely. Self-introspection is actually the cradle on which you can become, you know, you you can lay the foundation of introspecting on others or gathering insight on others or the situation you're in. But if you're not able to self-reflect on yourself, you will always carry the baggage of all the biases that you are you know surrounded with
0: i want to talk about another aspect now ashish and this is related to um you know skills of the finance professional if you are to recruit a person to your team what sort of skill sets do you look for
1: i think the attitude to be a solution provider is the most essential attitude for, for tomorrow. As I briefly mentioned that they are naysayers or they are people who basically always have uh, challenges to be micromanaged. So I think those are the two people who may be good on technical skills, eventually do not offer the bandwidth to the senior manager to remain agile. Our ability to be agile in today's age means that you need to be adaptive and be able to look at other functions in an equally strong manner and that that requires your attitude that would be needed by this individual
0: right okay and what other skills i would you be looking for so one thing that you mentioned is the attitude what are some of the other skills that you would be looking for in a finance professional
1: Yeah, I think uh, deep knowledge in some of these emerging areas like blockchain, cryptocurrency, analytics, uh, robotic uh, process automation have become a must have. I think, uh, you know, while there is the accounting knowledge and while there is the decision making and strategy knowledge, I think the tools that are coming around and the new tools that are coming around, uh, the the knowledge of operating those tools, being able to actually give the engineers uh, the relative data to customize these tools to for new uh, data management becomes very important. Data is still living in silos in different forms. And while the engineers will be there, the techies will be there to help you navigate that, it's only the person who is able to decide or know which data to pick up and correlate. I think that will be an important skill to have. So we are the bridge between the data scientists on one hand. And the techie, on the other hand, to be able to call out the financial information, the non-financial information in the right manner uh, to make decisions.
0: I guess that is uh, providing that insight, isn't it? Because we look at the business from end to end and we have the technical knowledge uh, from a finance perspective, but also bringing that uh, insight from data into uh, and marrying it with the finance um, information that we can provide to the senior managers.
1: So true. That's right.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much, Ashish. I really enjoyed our conversation today. And there were some very profound topics we touched on. I really thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you, listeners for listening to us as well.
1: Thank you, uh, Yanju, for giving me the opportunity and thank you listeners for taking this time. I think 2021 belongs to growth. I think it's only times like this one can really chart out a new way of growing without any handicaps. I think let's take opportunity in this adversity. I wish all of you a great future.
0: Thank you, Ashish. Thank you. I hope you found this session useful. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access and I'm your host, Andrew D'Alvis. Thank you.